Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to give a quick content warning regarding abusive relationships that is discussed in this episode. If that's triggering to you, keep that in mind. Other than that, enjoy the show. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about Sailor Moon R, the Black Moon arc, episodes 60 to 68. So in our last episode, we talked about the manga portion of the Black Moon arc, mm-hmm. and this episode, it's the anime. Yeah, we're at least going to try to get through that many episodes. It's going to catch up us up to where we were in the manga, right? Kind of? Not really. Cause it's a similar want stopping to get to point. The- um, no, because if we wanted to get to the same stopping point where uh, we have to travel to the future, we have to get to episode 75. Oh, that's right. It's that much further. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of padding. It's really weird because compared to the other seasons, technically Sailor Moon R is a shorter season because 13 episodes were dedicated to the Doom Tree arc. Right. So compared to all the others, like it's technically shorter and yet there seems to be so much filler. It feels don't... so long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is just because, like, the manga arc really isn't that long to begin with. Maybe. But yeah. I also feel like it made a lot of missteps in terms of, like, characterization. They made here. some weird choices. Yeah. And I mean, like I'm saying, we'll go episode 60 to 68, but... I also have notes up to 75. Okay. So. We'll go as far as it feels natural to go. I think the most important thing to start with is the fact that absolutely no one acknowledges that the Doom Tree arc happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Nobody ever references it. Nobody ever talks about it. No one ever is like, hey, remember that time? Nothing. It's like it did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've I, never seen an anime do something like this. Ever <laughs> again, I kind of, I kind of wish they would have like stayed on the planet Earth, like um, and become recurring characters. But they don't, they don't even do well with the recurring characters they already have. Yeah, I think it would have been fun to kind of like just have them as um, Easter eggs in the background. That would be cute. Then again, this is yeah, but this is like nineties hand drawn animation, so yeah, they're. You know, they cut a lot of corners to begin with, with the episodes, you know? Like, Especially. you can really tell the quality difference when it's an important episode. Mm-hmm. Episode 68 is an important episode. Yeah. Especially this because... season. This season looks so wonky. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. It's so weird because, like, they're the ones that asked for more. And yet they clearly did not want to give them the funding for it. <laughs> we want you to do more, but all you have to do is work. All you have is to work with potatoes. Here you go. <laughs> don't. Okay. Look, you can make a lot of things with potatoes. They were like, here you go. Have some carrots. Make something from that. And it's like, okay. And, and they're like, no, 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 just carrots. <laughs> no, honestly, as a child, I remember thinking about this season and, and thinking that it's like, they all have potato faces. Like, that's what I thought of the season. It was the potato face, face season. They all have really round faces. And I they mean, do. I guess probably someone who like watches anime now and is used to like anime within the last five years is like, well, everybody has round faces. But this was the 90s. Everybody had really sharp edges on their face in anime. They had massive cheeks in the 90s. Cheeks got out yeah. of control in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, there was like really sharp, there were sharp noses, there were sharp cheeks, there were sharp eyebrows, and like... Tenshi Muyo was really bad about it. Yeah, Sailor Moon was always rounded, especially in this arc. Yeah. You know, they're just like, we don't have time for angles. (laughs) Draw a circle. (laughs) They only draw a good circle. The only angles are on the mullets. Yeah. And the skirts, that's it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, even the bows around it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so did I? Yeah, it's the... really obvious. Sorry, I just want to say one more thing. Go about for the it. Obvious difference <laughs> in animation is that clearly the transformations have 
effort and money into them. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching an episode that's clearly not that important, so the animation's kind of bad, when they transform and they show the animation, it's like, ooh, that's a harsh contrast. Yeah. It's like, so that's what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) Yeah. It's really like, ooh, yeah. I never would have noticed this before, but like, it's all I see now. Yeah. Yeah. But in the actual story itself, it starts pretty much the same way as the manga, which is Mamoru and Isagi are happy that they're finally together, which is like, you could say is something that carried over from the Doom Tree arc, but that's what happened at the end of... We're doing this uh, again. Dark Kingdom. <laughs> it's like, I'm so glad we're together. They go for a kiss. Chibiusa falls out of the sky, lands on Isagi's head, gets the kiss from Mamoru. She holds up a gun to Usagi, but instead of... In the manga where, like, flowers pop out, it's actually just a water gun. Yeah. And, like, from the start, like, Mamoru's reaction is different in the anime compared to the manga. Because in the manga, Mamoru takes this gun very seriously. He's like, this strange child fell out of the sky, she's holding a gun, this is a serious thing. Like, I'm assuming it's a toy because she's a child and this is Japan. But at the same time, she literally fell out of the sky. Whereas anime Mamoru is immediately trying to downplay it, like, as a gun is being held to his girlfriend's face. Right, right. He's like, ah, ah, these kids these days, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, he is nervous, and he's kind of like, and maybe it's him trying to defuse the situation, but at the same time, like, you're three times the height of this tiny child in the anime, like, just throw her in the lake. The alternate version of this episode. Yeah, it's such a mean, mean thing to say. Like, just throw the child in the lake. It's fine. Um, It's not like she's your baby or anything. But yeah, this whole thing happens. Usagi's kind of... Usagi freaks out. Um, And then Chiriusa runs away. And they're kind of... Usagi and Mamoru are like, what's happening? And I can't remember exactly if she immediately goes to her friends but definitely luna finds out like she's talking to luna because i guess Luna's the chaperone on her date and um it's it's hard to gets... remember the order because it she gets so dismissed by her friends because they're like yeah. they're like hey weird stuff has been happening and i think i think chibiusa hypnotizes her family and then isaki's like this girl showed up and says she's my cousin and has hypnotized my family and there's pictures in our picture albums of this girl and everybody's getting mad at me for bullying my cousin with the same name and all of her friends are like she's just a child who cares right right okay but we have more important things to talk about usagi you know yeah and it's like this continuation of like gaslighting her like what's going on with the whole doom tree arc and i'm just like jeez louise they don't they put no thought into this yeah they're all really bad friends to yeah. in this in well, this arc and you know what drives me nuts is i have so many people who reflect back on sailor moon and laugh about how stupid usagi was but she's really not. I mean, she's kind of, she's definitely airheaded and she has her really dumb moments. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of this is kind of like, are you just siding with her friends here? Like, because the show is telling us, oh, she's silly and blows things out of proportion. That's the opinion you have of her, you know? Because, like, this is a legitimate yeah. concern. This child fell out of the sky, threatened her with a gun, trying to ask for this legendary item that bad guys have been constantly coming after her for and then shows up brainwashes her family including like replacing the her putting pictures herself in the family albums and her friends are just like eh you know like it's- yeah they're just like how much of a threat can she be you know like keep your enemy keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer and they're like fuck up usagi and usagi's like what yeah like, this is a problem she's in my house seriously it's insane it's like, she's in my house. She brainwashed my parents. Like, Shingo loves Chibiusa, which is honestly the only thing wrong. he loves. Because I don't think Shingo loves anybody. No. Um, I'm being mean to Shingo. Shingo does love people, but like, 
he's your standard, like... He's just a little brat. Yeah, he's, like, what, 12, 11? He's in elementary school, so, like, don't take anything Shingo says seriously, because he's a dumb boy in the early 90s. Yeah, he's a little brat. But, yeah. Yeah. One big, like, another big departure is that... Whereas in the manga, we're kind of introduced to, like, the whole Black Moon clan. Not, like, with any actual information, but we're shown, like, Wise Man, Demand, Saphir, Rubius, and Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. We're only shown Rubius and the Ayakashi sisters. Right. And, you know, they're just like, we have to come and, like, kill Rabbit. And, like, it's really obvious that Rabbit is Chibiusa. Right. Um, because her buns are literally rabbit ear shaped. <laughs> Which I, I'm wondering if they they were kind of doing a nod to um, Alice in Wonderland, you know, follow the rabbit. Ooh, I mean, it was in the manga, too. They call her rabbit as well. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's what um, uh, Naoko Takauchi's, um intention was there. I mean, maybe we can never know, because even if you were, to a- were able to get uh, an interview with her, she might not remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you just, know, like, it's been 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Because she did, I know she intentionally was trying to make um, Chibiusa kind of look like um, like a white rabbit. That's why she has, like, the red eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really play into anything else. I just I just wonder that because it, it seems like a parallel to me. They follow her through a, a, a time hole, you know? <laughs> They don't go anywhere with it, but I mean, that's kind of like a lot of things in Sailor Moon. It's like, this seems like it's referencing this, but that's as far yeah. as the reference goes. Pretty much. And I mean, that's fair. Like, they were working on this series at breakneck speed, so it's kind yeah. of like, this would be cool. And so you put it in there. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> um, the interesting thing, like I said, it's really only introduced to Rubius and the Ayakashi sisters. And, like, that's all the focus. Episode 60 to 75 is just Rubius and the Ayakashi sisters versus the Senshi. Mm-hmm. And, like, Rubius, is, Rubius shows up to be a jerk to the Ayakashi sisters and to, like, give them assignments. But that's it. He so, does very little. He's... People use, like, the tuxedo mask thing, like, my work here is done. And it's like, <laughs> but you didn't do anything. And that's... That's literally Rubius until episode seventy five. Like, I I feel like but you Rubius didn't do is, anything. I I feel like Rubius is even worse than that because Rubius is well like is more like oh well if you're weak enough to get yourself killed then you deserve to die. Rubius is everybody's first abusive boyfriend. Oh my god! You know where it's just you're like, not he's so wrong? obviously bad. He's so obviously bad for you. You know, like, it's like, no, these are clearly, like, he doesn't hit anybody. Right. Like, he, he never it's strikes a, these girls. Psychologically but, like, he's abusive. so obviously, like, emotionally manipulative, like, yeah. verbally abusive, like, belittles their gifts to him. You know, like, he's, he clearly has no respect for them whatsoever as. And all of them. Just people. Yeah. And each of the. Ayakashi sisters, they're all trying so hard just to win his approval. Yeah. Especially um, Koan. Koan is like full on in love with him. Yeah. Um, It's kind of sad to see. (laughs) It is. And and that's another thing they really don't handle well. (laughs) No, and honestly... uh, We've got to talk about that episode though. Yeah, I don't remember which episode it was. I have my notes. It's later on. To like, yeah. It's later. But another key difference is that Chibiusa, unlike in the manga where she has no power, because it's revealed like the only way she got to the past was through somebody else's power. So she has no power. She can't activate things. She can't transform. She can't do anything. But in the anime... If she has enough of an emotional output, if she cries, and they reuse the same crying animation every time this happens, <laughs> uh, like, a bright light emits from her, and it's just, like, this beacon, you know, like, Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she uses Luna P a lot more, 
which honestly I really love. I love the little animations they do where she like bounces Luna P like a basketball and goes, Luna P, Hanky. It's yeah. so cute. It's really cute. And it just, it transforms into an umbrella, into like all sorts of things. It's very sweet. Um, it's really useful. Uh, it's it's fun yeah. to see her actually use it well. Like the It's actually better than the disguise pen. Yeah, the disguise pen kind of, it was a, there was once or twice it was a little bit helpful. And then there's a lot of times where she like transferred and like walked in and it had like no consequence at all. All it did was just confuse people. She's just like, I'm here for blah, blah, blah. They're like, uh, no. Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. They're literally just like, uh, okay. And in fairness, in real life, if somebody shows up with a uniform or just like looks nice and walks determinedly, like a lot of people do not question that person. Yeah. I mean, she did manage to take a whole entire school bus of children one time because of that. <laughs> right? She just walked on like, I'm your new teacher. And like literally everyone was like, what? But okay. <laughs> I'm the sub. Okay, bye. <laughs> So weird. So we have one episode where all of this is introduced, and then episode 62, like, Mamoru, because Usagi's like, here's this weird-ass kid, and Mamoru's like, she's just a child. Um, again, like, everybody in Usagi's, like, downplaying her valid security concerns. Right. You know? Her family notwithstanding, because her family are brainwashed. And in fairness to them, there are times in the episode where the hypno- where the hypnosis wear wears off, off mm-hmm. and they look at Chibiusa and they're like, who are you? Like, when? how did you get into the house? Like, what the hell? Are you lost? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then Chibiusa has to re-hypnotize them. Yeah. So they're not- I really like that they did that, though. Yeah, I think that's cool. Because it, it shows they're not completely helpless, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. They try. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she's also not all powerful, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. That there's, there's weaknesses. But in the sec, literally the, the second episode, Mamoru, like, I don't remember what happens, but he, like, holds Chibisa's hand or whatever, and he starts to have these visions of, like, a future, and it's just, like... And nightmares A voice well. saying, it's just a voice saying, like, you're going to, like, kill her, and, you know, just, like, a city being destroyed and like Usagi and her Princess Serenity outfit, you know, and just like disintegrating, destroyed. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, I have to break up with Usagi for her own good." So, and so every, so we go through this whole song and dance again. I hate this trope. Yeah, so much because he doesn't tell her that he's having these visions. Yeah. And, I mean, like, in the manga, he has visions, but he do- he doesn't tell anybody either. But those visions aren't of everybody is going to die. It's just, like, weird visions of a future city, and he doesn't know where they're coming from. He just knows that he sees them when it comes to Chibiusa. Yeah. But he also knows that he can't ask her about it because she refuses to talk about where she comes from. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I feel so like seventeen-year-old manga Mamoru is very mature and sensible. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to trigger this small child. Whereas fully grown adult in college drives a car Mamoru is like, I must break up with my one true love because I have visions from a small child. Uh, who knows where she's from? Like, <laughs> it makes it so what? weak. It's so weak, it's... and we. <laughs> We have been trying so hard not to go on and on and on about how upset we are with Mamoru in this season of the anime. Because it's so bad! Yeah. I haven't watched the second half of it yet, so I don't remember if he gets any better. King and Deviant is fine. (laughs) Yeah. So with Mamoru, I just... I feel so very frustrated because this is like a really, really common trope and it's the trope I hate the most, which is I have to break up with you for your own good without actually explaining anything to you. It's so, so he lazy. just breaks up with her. It's really And then won't talk to her about it. <sighs> won't talk to her about it, like refuses to interact with her, like leaves, but like still hangs around Shibiusa, still shows up as Tuxedo Mask to like run interference or whatever. And it's just like if you want to be out of her life, be out of her life. Don't show up. Don't be like, Seriously. I'm here for Chibiusa. 
tell Chibiusa, like, no, I can't be around you anymore. Like, right. if you want to do the hard thing, go all the way. Right. Don't half-ass one thing, whole-ass one thing. And on top of that, well, I'm trying not to talk too much about it because, again, we're going to have a whole episode about this. But it, that, like, honestly, yeah. that does remind me of, like, my ex-husband because, like, everything went down. We parted ways, and he, like, wanted to keep being friends. And it's like, it's like, no, there needs to be a hard break, you know? And that yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. what's so infuriating about this, because you actually can kind of relate it to real-life things, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like, people will try to... I feel, I feel like... Anyone who's ever dated, like, more than once, more uh-huh. than one person. Has dealt with this has kind had, of thing. Has had an experience of, like, oh, I'm not ready to, like, define the relationship. Or, like, I'm not ready to, like, commit to you. But, like, I still want to see you and everything. I don't. And, like, do all of, like, the normal couple stuff. But, like, I don't right. want it to be official. Well, just because just I don't like, want to be with you, just because I don't want to be coupled doesn't mean I don't care about you. You know, yeah, that's such a self. Like, they don't realize what a selfish statement that actually is. You know what they're. I actually mean, some doing. of them do. Yeah, right. It's it's really infuriating, and like maybe as a teenager, I would be like, "Yeah, this is stupid," but you know, like he's trying to do the right thing, and as an adult, I'm just like, "No, this is. There's nothing okay about this because." If anybody in this world understands you, it's Usagi because you literally have so much shared history. Dating back on spanning, yeah, spanning so, more than one lifetime. It's so and infuriating. and then he leaves with no explanation. He doesn't even say, yeah, she, "Just like I'm just not in love with you anymore. I'm leaving. Bye." And she's right? like, like, "But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out at all of the same places and like help out Shidiuso when she needs it." And and then her friends <sighs> dismiss it. Her friends, she, you know, her friends are like, they're just oh. like. It's okay. You'll get back together. It'll work out. He must have just been in a bad mood. Right. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. It's not like this is literally a faded destiny love story kind of thing. It's just like she's got this strange kid in her home who's trying to steal the Ginsui show every waking moment. Her boyfriend has just dumped her after she just got him back. Um, And her friends are like, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, there's enemies coming. <laughs> we have these droids and these Ayakashi sisters and they're constantly fighting us, but I'm the one who's overreacting. Right. Very, very annoying. Yeah. It really kind of takes you out of it. It's that far yeah. removed. It's like, first of all, this is not their personalities in any other seasons, you know? Yeah. And episode six, episode 60, 61, 62, 63. Is just kind of like really uncomfortable. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Episode sixty three is so I hate this episode. So this is the episode where like Koan is like I'm going to infiltrate you know this temple and whatnot, and um and she only decides to infiltrate it because Ray's grandfather decides that he's done being a priest because no young girls come to be Mikos at the shrine because. It's been printed in magazines, like, avoid the Hikawa shrine because of this perverted old priest. And instead of being like, oh, this is why nobody comes here, he's like, screw this, I'm gonna change it into an aerobics studio. And it doesn't get any better from there. And, like, the tagline for his aerobics studio is, it's fine to be strong, but don't give up on your grace. Oh my god. And as I say in the notes... This, that line was said here, and it's the dumbest thing I heard in that episode, and it was an episode focusing on Ray's grandpa. Yeah. If I did not already hate him before this, I hate him so much. I think he's literally the most hated character in Sailor Moon for me. Yeah. You know? And he's a lot of people are like, Chibi Yusa is the worst, and I'm like, Ray's grandpa is right it's there. Like, did you forget Ray's grandpa? He's so far removed from the manga version. Like, he has barely a presence in the manga version. And he just... Which... I don't know why that was such a popular trope in this era of anime. 
you know? I don't know, because you see it in Ranma, too, and I guess Ranma was, like, finishing up airing or something. And you see, so it, like, in, but you see a- it in Inuyasha, and you see it in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, there's there was, like, this huge trend in, like, the 80s and the 90s of having, like, a Perverted. dirty old pervert man. Yeah. And it's just, like, why do we have this? And I don't know if that's, like, part of, like, Japanese comedy, or if because that was such a pervasive thing. That's such a pervasive thing in Japanese society that they're like, haha, isn't that funny? And it's like, no, sexual harassment and assault is not funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's He bad. starts his studio so women will come and exercise and he can ogle them. Yeah. It's terrible. Koan shows up and, like, ruins it and takes over it because Yuichiro's like, I'm going to age you because he considers himself, the like, grandpa's student. Um, but, like, as Koan takes over and, like, uses the droid because that's what the, like, the little monsters of the weeks are called they're called droids um yurichiro is like no like it's just like this isn't helping anybody like this is bad people are getting hurt you know to have their energy stolen so the reason that the ayakashi sisters are out there with these droids and we have these monster of the week episodes is that they're all from the future that's revealed to us as the audience the sense you don't know this but they're They've come back to the past to kill Rabbit, which is Chibiusa, and also to corrupt the timeline. So they identify crystal points. That's what they're called. And they're locational points. They're locations. Exactly. They're supposed to go to these points and, like, corrupt the area so that the future Crystal Tokyo is ruined. Is weakened. Yeah. So, obviously... Uh, it never works. And it, yeah. <laughs> and she always show up. And, and I, yeah. that, that seems very confusing to explain, but it's not really explained any better in the show. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I actually really like about the anime, because we've been really, you know, ragging Shitting on, on it. Shitting on it a little bit. But, <laughs> but I really do love the one-to-one comparisons of the Ayakashi sisters to the Senshi. Oh, yeah. And how they're... Like, they have the complete flip side in terms of, like, what love should look like and, like, what beauty is and, like, what family connections are supposed to be. And They have um, a much better arc than any of the, the heroes in this season. Yeah, the Ayakashi sisters are incredibly nuanced. They have amazing development. I really love the interactions with the senshi because one of the episodes where um, they're using, like, a jewelry shopper some kind of trinket shop. Uh, and this is quite funny because there's like this massive jug in the shop that Usagi like drinks because if you finish the whole thing, uh, that means uh, your wish will come true. And Usagi's like, well, my wish is to get back with Mamoru, so I'm gonna drink this. <laughs> um, but it's an episode that focuses on Minako and Jupiter, which is not a pairing that you see very often. Yeah, And um, they're both, this episode is like, they're both kind of, you know, being mean to each other over like, their crushes in the past so like mako's obsession with her senpai and like venus and um alan alan (laughs) go if you haven't listened to it and i don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't listened to the past episodes but go back and listen to the minako episode because we rag on alan in that whole bizarre episode but they talk about that and they're both kind of like needling each other about like, well, you can't find someone because you keep comparing boys to all this. And um, they like are fighting in the shop and like Pets and Calaveras are there and they're just like, oh my God, this is so boring. These guys, <laughs> these guys have <laughs> they, issues. They, it's like, let's let's steal their energy. And then they realize like, oh no, we have to fight. And they fight and then they, they kind of, well, before they, the fight starts because they're needling each other and then they're kind of like, actually, you know what? I'm being too harsh. And they talk about like their feelings and how, you know, it's just like, I'm mad that you're obsessed with the senpai because he clearly didn't see you for like the amazing person that you are. Yeah. And like Mako like reciprocates to, to Minako. Like, you know, like that's the same thing. Like you're hung up on this guy who is like never even a chance for you. And you're so amazing. And so like, it turns from like being mean to like talking each other up and being like, you're like, I get mad because you're fabulous. Yeah. And Which is so a nice cute. turn. And then Pets and Calaveras get mad. Yeah. And Pets and Calaveras get mad and attack them, and it's fine. Um, but it's really interesting to see how, like, Koan focuses a lot on, like, physical beauty and, like, makeup and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. makeup is a very big thing in this arc. 
in, yeah. in the anime, like makeup and being beautiful and like dressing yourself up and like being sexy versus being yourself and aesthetics. Um, yeah, and like the senshi are constantly like, no, like you can't just do like the surface thing. Like you have to be a good person. Yeah, you know, like looking good and feeling good about yourself physically, you know, that's important. But, like, at the end of the day, you have to, like, who you are on the inside is what counts because you're the one who has to live with yourself. It's not even in the context of, like, romance. Right. Which Which is a cool thing. Yeah, I like that they kind (laughs) of continue with that theme. But they also don't, like, they also don't, like, bash outer appearance either you know because i i feel like no it's especially it's especially endemic in um american shows especially of that time uh where you have like the pretty girl and she's the antagonist and she's so shallow and then there's the other girl who's not like everybody else and she doesn't wear makeup and she reads books and that makes her special you know and you they yeah. they make it so it's like you can either be ugly and smart or you can be pretty and stupid. You can't be both. And everybody loves yeah. the pretty one and only only special people love the ugly one. You know, and right? they don't do that it's here. Literally, <laughs> it's literally that Taylor Swift song, like she wears short skirts, I wear t shirts, and it's like, do you want a medal? Right. It's like <laughs> there's just different levels of of um I don't know. I don't even want to call it femininity because I don't want to say that somebody who doesn't get dressed up as much is not as feminine, you know? It's just... Right. It's different levels of expression. Yeah. You know, because you'll hear a lot of the time, like, well, I'm not doing my nails to impress men. I'm doing my nails because I like to have pretty nails. And and that seems like one of those things that should be obvious because I've never heard of a guy being like, ooh... That girl's got Look some those sexy claws. nails. I know. <laughs> I bet those nails could really shred my back. <laughs> <laughs> she could take down a Wolverine yeah. with those nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I really, contrasting with the manga where, like, the Ayakashi sisters basically don't exist. Like, they exist to be killed. Yeah. Um. In the anime, they're given a much they they're given personalities and they're given like a past. They're given and their relationships with each other is explored because it's determined. You know, like no, they're a family. They you know, like they're together, but they also hate each other. Yeah, there's they're, no sense of sisterhood amongst them. It's rivalry. It's it's all mm-hmm. you know. It's 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 all rivalry. No sibling. You know, it's just like it's brutal. You you can they're. they're just, re- they're really mean to each other. Yeah. You know. They kind of have a similar relationship to some former groups, you know, v- villain groups in Sailor mm-hmm. Moon have. Um, like, I think of the, um, what's the first? Like, group? between Zoizite and Nefray. Right. It reminds me of those kinds yeah. of relationships that they have in the, early on in the show. Um, except yeah. now they're siblings. It, <laughs> yeah, and it seems like much more pronounced because like they're all working towards a common goal and like they all want to please the same person right but, like you know like you can tell that maybe at one point they were all really close and now they've like progressed to a point where it's just like we have to be together because that's just like strength in numbers basically right but, like I think Birdier is, like, the most savage of all of them. She has, like, the high-pitched voice, and, like, compared to the others, I think she looks very sweet. Uh-huh. But she's also the cruelest with her remarks. Yeah. Like, she will go out of her way to needle her older sisters. Yeah. Is she the youngest one? No, Koan is the youngest, but, like, I don't think Birdier sees her as, like, I think only when Koan comes back having failed, like, that's when Birdier goes for her, but, like, she's constantly, like being ageist towards pets and calaveras oh that's right that's right she's always being like well at your age and it's like girl that's i don't think you're that much younger honestly that's probably because she's the ice one ice queen yeah but it's a very it's a surprisingly nuanced take of how girls should present themselves especially considering like 90s japan japan is Japan is not a feminist country in any way, shape, or form. 
Japan has a lot of problems. That's why their birth rate is like nil. Um, it's the same thing in South Korea, but um, yeah, for the for nineties Japan, for an anime that you know was mostly written and animated by men, like surprisingly really good. Like they could clearly write mature women better than they could write teenage women. <laughs> Teenagers, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I just wonder if they. I I don't know. I don't know what they were doing with this one. I don't know. Yeah, they threw. Uh, this they handled the scouts so poorly. The senshi they handled them so poorly, but then they really did. There was actually there was actually a good point with Ray because there's an episode where Chibiusa is like at school and she has to like go to class and like cook curry with her with her parents and um. Ikuko Mama and Kenji Pup are like, we would go, but like, we have things like we didn't know about this. And so they ask Usagi and Usagi and Mamori are like, okay, we'll do this curry thing. But, um, I don't, and like Usagi like works really hard to like make this curry, not so that she can partially to bond with Mamori, but also because like, she doesn't want to let Chibiusa down, yeah, which is really sweet. But there's a point where like, um, Mamori and Chibiusa like go shopping for groceries and they run into Rei. And Chibi, and like there was like a falling out, and Usagi's like, I guess like you don't want, like I won't be there, I won't cook the curry with you. Yeah. And so like they run into Ray, and you know Chibiusa's like, how about you like take Usagi's place? And Ray is super uncomfortable with this. Like she kind of goes with them, yeah, because she doesn't want to hurt Chibiusa's feelings. But she's like, I don't like this. I don't want to be a part of this. This feels very weird because. Unlike in the first season where she was, like, throwing herself at Mamori, she clearly has this boundary of, like, even though they're not together, like, she's, he's still her prince. Yeah. She and has respect like, for them. Is, yeah. It's like, this is not great. I don't like this. Yeah. And there's a point where she's like, actually, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah. Like, this doesn't feel right to me. And, uh, it's, she does, and I was very proud of her right it's one of the few times in this season that one of the senshi is acting like a decent friend you know to usagi specifically Mm -hmm. yeah because it's just like you know what this is weird i shouldn't be here i'm gonna go and it's like yeah that's what you should be doing you know (laughs) the whole rest of the time they're just like oh you're being silly you know yeah so yeah that was a good yeah that's a good one um i don't I don't know if, like, in episodes 60 to 68, we really get very much from Ami. I don't think we do. I think we get more in, like, the next, like, 69 to 75, there's more Ami. Yes, she... I honestly can't remember anything she does during this time. She literally just makes little study comments here and there. She's she's literally just a trope, this, this whole first portion. Um, she really is, isn't she? Yeah, she really is. It's, it's just kind of like... It's almost like... Well, what do you think, Amy? Well, I think we should study more. You know, that that's that's about it. Like I almost Yeah, there's I'm there's no sense of urgency amongst the senshi when it comes to like the literal attacks that are happening. Yeah. Even when like one of the first attacks is on Bray's temple. That's her home. Yeah. That's where she lives, guys. They take very few things very seriously in this season. Um least of yeah. all Usagi's personal issues. There's another completely pointless episode, like more pointless than the stupid Temple Turns Aerobic Studio, which is episode 67, where Ray leaves to go on spiritual training. And she's kind of doing like all that stereotypical, like she's meditating under a waterfall and, you know, like doing all kinds of things to like prepare herself as a priestess. And then like the girls just show up with Chibiusa in tow and they're like, hey, like we heard you're on vacation. She's like, I'm on training and they're like well why is there a swimsuit in your suitcase and it's like because you can't spend 24 7 training guys maybe she wanted to take a swim this was such a weird <laughs> i i really like this episode though but yeah it was a really weird I, episode. yeah i it was so weird because like ray and chibiusa are apparently like established that they're really close to each other um, and, like, it's kind of a cute beach episode. It is. But then, but then, like, Chibiusa kind of gets swept up to sea, and, like, she becomes friends with a baby Loch Ness monster, and it, and it, and it turns into, like, this really Chibiusa-centric episode where she bonds with the monster, and, like, there's, like, the big enemy is a volcano. 
<laughs> and they you stop know? and they stop the volcano, right? No, Wait, they what? get the lo- oh. they get the Loch Ness baby and his mama out. That's right. Okay, because they were in danger of being trapped and like oh, they were they like found Chibi, so they're like they're like, come on, we gotta go. And she's like, I'm not leaving them behind. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll save them. And nobody is like, uh, these are literally dinosaurs. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> Everyone's nobody just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cute episode. It's a total filler episode. If you skip that, you're not missing anything at all because it comes, it goes, nobody talks about it again. But it's a cute it's episode. It's not important at all. No, it's not important, but it's cute. It, it's actually... It's cute. It's actually... For this season, it's actually one of the few very pleasant episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably <laughs> the most relaxed episode we get where there's not a lot of big infighting or you know like tuxedo mask isn't in this episode at all toxicity so that's a nice it's a, it's a toxic free well i can't i can't even say it's yeah, a toxic we don't have to listen to- because they do impose themselves on their friend without her consent yeah. yeah and they do like fight a little bit on the beach when it comes to like who's doing what yeah um but it's the it's a like we don't have to deal with like Rubius being mean to the Ayakashi sisters and uh-huh. you know them being mean to each other and like Tuxedo Mask showing up to to like aid them and then like Sailor Moon being like he showed up and him being like bye. <laughs> we don't have to put up with any of the asshole men in this episode. We it's fabulous. There's <laughs> not a man involved. We don't know like the sex of either the lock. I mean, I guess we know the the mom, but like. We don't know the sex of the baby. Like, there's no... And gender is a construct. So... <laughs> yep. It is nice. But one big thing... There's an episode where there's a storm. Because Shibuya goes to school. And, like, Usagi comes home. And, like, Shingo's like, you have to go pick her up. Because mom and dad are out. And she's like, I don't want to pick her up. And, like, Shingo's like, well, it's you or nobody. And it's like, Shingo, you are perfectly capable... In Japanese society, like, you were perfectly fine to go out on your own and pick up Chibiusa. So, like, the whole crux of the episode would have just been, like, Usagi punching Shingo in the face and being like, you go pick her up. Yeah. Or I'll break your face, you know? Right. Like, and it's not like, it's not like here when we, when we talk about picking somebody up, we're exclusively talking about in a vehicle, you know? Almost exclusively. Yeah. Like, she, but it's literally, Usagi like, has walking to, walk to the school. Yeah, Usagi has to walk there, or Shingo would have to walk there. Somebody has to walk there yeah. and and bring her home. But it clearly wasn't far because, like, she does have to walk home with somebody. Yeah. You know? So it's not like they have to get on a bus and take a train or whatever. Um, but she's she's the last person there and it starts to rain and it's a storm and it's established that she's that both Izaki and Chibius are scared of thunderstorms, which is a trope that I kind of hate. But that's only because I really love thunderstorms. I was terrified of them when I was young. <laughs> It's, it's a, it's a very common fear, especially, like, in small children and obviously in animals. Yeah. But, like, every time it rained, I'm like, please let there be lightning and thunder. Please let there be lightning and thunder. (laughs) Like, I would look at the clouds and I'd be like, come on! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm a Sailor Jupiter before, like, I knew she existed. Uh, (laughs) Your spirit animal. um, yeah, but, like, she runs off in the rain because she feels abandoned, and, like, we have, like, a couple of flashbacks to kind of, like, very vague, like, grayed-out flashbacks of, like, people in her life and feeling abandoned and alone. And she go- she runs off, she gets lost, she, like, trips, she cries. Um, but before she cries, she, like, uses Luna P, and she talks to somebody. She talks to Pooh, who we know is Sailor Pluto. And Sailor Pluto, through Luna P, says, like, Small lady, you have to be in the past and you have to get the Ginsui show. Which is absolutely not what happens in the manga. In the manga, right. Sailor Pluto did not want, like, Chibiusa came to the past without her permission. Like, she stole she this stole from the her. key. Sailor Pluto does not know where she is. Yeah. You know? Like, she's not telling, like, you can't, like, Sailor Pluto's like, you can't bring people from the past into the future. You know? So it's just to have Sailor Pluto be like, you have to find the Ginsui show. It's like, no, she doesn't. It's literally against the rules that you exist to Protect. follow and enforce. Yeah, it it's makes so, no sense. And I, fr- I forgot that that happened. Yeah. And I felt, when I saw that again, I was so blown away. I was just like, that's wrong. It's like, wait, <laughs> why? I was like, that's really incorrect. The anime 
really treats Pluto weirdly. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird, but she cries, and again, you know, the powers and the Ayakashi sisters show up, and so they gotta kill her, and it's fine. It's like he saves the day. Yeah. Um, but it's not until epi- episode 68 is actually a really good episode, and it's clearly an episode where they had funding. Because everybody has, like, a proper face. <laughs> How do you know if they had funding? Everyone has a ah, cute face. look at their faces. Oh, wow, look, they're standing off. And, like, you see, like, the one-to-one ratio of the Senshi. Because you have this showdown between the Senshi and the Ayakashi sisters while Sailor Moon tries to protect Chidiusa from a droid, I think, that was souped up by Rubius. And... It's got great background music. It's wonderful fight choreography. Like you see um, them really go head to head and um, it doesn't end with anybody being kidnapped like in the manga, but it's actually a really good episode and we get more Mm -hmm. background on the black mood and like what their mission is. And um, we see wise man who I think we talked about in the last episode, but Yes, episode 68 I really enjoyed. It's one of the actual, like, key episodes. Key episodes of story plot instead of the various Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, like, we need to take the Senshi down and them, like, really working together to try and do that. So, um, I really, really liked that. Um, one of the key differences in the anime compared to the manga, and this is something that really confused me, because... As soon as she hears, oh, you're Usagi Sakino, give me the Gensui show. And she knows Usagi has the Gensui show. Yeah. But Chibiusa does not seem to be aware that Usagi is Sailor Moon. Or that the Senshi right. are her friends. Right. And it's like, you're from the future where your mom is the queen and the Senshi are her guardians. You should know this. And how does she? It's so weird. It is very weird. It's It makes no sense. Um... Like, they don't talk like, about it you... at home. They don't talk yeah, about how are... Oh, when your mom was little. <laughs> when your mom was a high right? schooler, she became this super-powered you're... human who... who you're telling me guy. Mamoru doesn't immediately, like, at bedtime, pull out a photo album and goes, so this is when... <laughs> right! Right! He sewed her a like... plushie. Like... <laughs> Right? You're telling me he doesn't have plushies of all these characters and, like, give them voices and tell her stories at bedtime? Come on. <laughs> oh, there's absolutely no, no way in hell. Um, and we'll, we'll get to this later in, like, I think the next episode is going to be episode 69 to 75, and then we'll probably start with the second half of the manga. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really love that Sailor Moon establishes that Mamoru is a good dad. Yeah. Even in the anime, like, he's very caring and loving towards Chibiusa. Like, Chibiusa gets very attached to him. Yeah. And he's really sweet and kind of protective of her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I don't feel like we get a lot of positive portrayals of dads outside of, like, certain sitcoms. You know, like, yeah. dads are always kind of dumb and bumbling and well-meaning, but, like, I feel like they that's... always put their foot in it. I feel like that's slowly starting to improve, uh, but yeah, it's still not very common. Yeah, it's it's nice to see, like, a dad be the primary caretaker. Yeah. It's like, that's not to say Usagi doesn't love her daughter, that's not to say, like, she doesn't care, but, like, it's so obvious that Mamori is, like, my baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you think about it, Usagi, she's... She's the warrior, and then she becomes the queen. And it, it's very clear that she is the monarch, you know? And and Endemion, he seems to be more like her consort, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's definitely, like, he has the title of king, but yeah. he's definitely, like, he's not in charge. Yeah. And I, I guess that's not really made explicit, but that's kind of the the impression you get. Yeah, which, frankly, I love. Yeah. <laughs> um, This was probably about the time, like, when I was reading the manga for the first time. This was probably the same time while I was watching Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to have, like, through Sailor Moon and through Captain Janeway, like, these really strong women in leadership positions where they weren't ever questioned on their positions because they were women. Yeah. 
You know, it's like if they were ever challenged, it wasn't because they're women. It was because somebody didn't agree with the strategy. Yeah, the choices they were making. Yeah. Which, fabulous. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's kind of this episode. I think we should probably wrap it up. Okay. We're approaching an hour. Yeah. Any final thoughts before I get into the closing remarks? Um, yeah, it's just that I guess that that first section, that first half of the, um, I guess it's not even the first half because we had the Doom Tree arc. <laughs> but yeah, there was just so much filler and uh, it's so hard to get through <laughs> some of these episodes. Yeah. It was so hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really shocked by how much I didn't like how much I didn't like these episodes. Same, because I like rewatching some of the rest of the series has been a lot of fun. But I don't know something about this this um this season. It's it's got issues. Um, and I love like yeah. honestly, I ha- I had so much more fun with the Doom Tree arc because it was just so ridiculous. It it was really balls to the wall. It's so ridiculous. weird. It's so weird. I kind of miss it now. You know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Hopefully, the second half of the anime will be better. And I, but I feel we'll, like we'll get. There. Yeah, I feel like Mamoru had more of an excuse for being a dick in in the Doom Tree arc too, because he he literally he, didn't remember. he had no memory. Yeah, he has yeah. no excuse now. He's choosing to be a dick. Anyways. Exactly. Anyway, thanks for <laughs> listening. You can f- <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Oshiokiopod or contact us through email at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find that information in our show notes. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Thank you. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. And if you don't, skinny go at that. Oh, she's a